Hey everybody, welcome to the Halloween edition of Disney Inside Out Podcast. I'm excited to drop this little interview in this week. So this is a special surprise guest with a little Halloween theme. We've got Jason Marsden on the podcast today. Jason Marsden, if you don't know him, actually you do know him, you just might not know it yet. Jason has been in tons of Disney projects. Anything 90s television, you've probably seen it step-by-step, Full House, Boy Meets World. It just goes on and on. Two major projects, and we've talked about them on the podcast. He was the voice of Max in a Goofy movie and the voice of Thackeray Banks in a Hocus Pocus. And we get to learn all about his experience with both those films in this fun interview. So here is Jason Marsden, also known as Mars. All right. Welcome, Mars, to the show. Hello. How are you? What's happening, Ryan? How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. Uh, uh, sort of Disney legend in your own right. All these all these Disney <laughs> things you have been a part of. I mean, oh, it's, thanks. Thanks, thanks, it, thanks. It's pretty amazing. Um, I was going through, like, you've done so many so many television shows and and been a voice for so many things. It's like, how did you get, how did you get started in the acting world? We'll start with that. Sure. Well, it's been over 30 years now. I'm, I'm hitting three decades and some things I'm working on are like, this show's 30 years old. And I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm yeah. It's, it's, it's jarring a, a, a bit. Uh, you know, I, I started when I was 11, uh, 11, 12, when uh, my folks relocated us from uh, Rhode Island to Los Angeles, my my stepfather had a job teaching ballet at Fullerton College. And then uh, while we were there, you know, people were like, oh, your son's cute. You should get him into acting. You know, or it's Hollywood. That's that's what you do. And my uh, my mother found a workshop in Irvine, California, and they they took me to that. It was like after school. It was like one. It was every Thursday, from like 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. And it was all ages. It was like you know, me being 11, there was a couple of the kids my age. And then there was, you know, up, up to like people in their seventies. And we worked on, uh, they taught us everything from commercial reads to theatrical reads, um, technical things on the camera stuff. And then after about seven, no, we did like 12 weeks, 12 weeks of that. They sent me to an agent and the agent started to saturate me in auditions and uh, immediately started going out for TV movies, voiceover, and, yeah. uh, and I just, I don't know, maybe right place, right time, maybe a little bit of talent. I don't know. Oh, but that's definitely that's talent. <laughs> I don't know. I look at, I look back at some of my earlier stuff. I'm like, oh man, you know, when are you, when are you going to figure it out? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you ever look back? Do you ever watch or listen things? And I mean, they're so great, but do you personally ever watch or listen and you're like, oh, I want to do that again. Cause I would have done this or like, oh yeah. I mean, not, not everything, but like, uh, like Hocus Pocus, that's definitely something I'm like, I wish I could do that again. It, it, it was such a tricky thing to dub, uh, right. Something else that was already, already finished. And, uh, and I, I, sometimes I'll watch the movie. I'm like, I mean, am I doing an Australian accent? What is going on here? Right. <laughs> but it's so great. And I mean, speaking of Hocus Pocus, since we're yes. heading into Halloween, everybody's favorite Halloween movie. If it's not, it should be because it's just fantastic. Yes. This is the year I, I my joke is that this is the year that this is a time of year where everyone starts sending me pictures of their television. 
right. Look what I'm watching. I'm watching, I'm watching you. <laughs> so do you remember, I know the way you got into the Hocus Pocus movie, sort of an interesting story. Yes. So how did you sort of become the voice of Zachary Banks? Uh, well, it was, uh, I had auditioned just like everybody else. Um, I wasn't obviously the first choice. Uh, Sean Murray, the amazing Sean Murray was hired to play human Thackeray and do the voice. And the movie was like 85% complete when, and this happens all the time in movies, you know, you have lots of, a lot of money, a lot of people, you know, giving their opinions and they, uh, they, uh, they wanted something different. So uh, I think Sean was using his own voice. There's, there's a story going around that, that, that is he was born in Australia. There was a slight Australian accent. I don't remember it like that. He was just using his own voice. It just sounded very Valley, very contemporary. It was decided that Binks being 300 years old from colonial Salem should have a little bit more of a, an old world sort of sound. So that's what I was fed when I auditioned for it, and and that's and that's how I uh, that's how I did it. So and how did you it. how did you find the voice for Thackeray Banks? Like, did you have to work with dialect, or did you just sort of be like, "This is what I feel"? Like, how did you sort of come up with the sound? Because it does he does have a great, or you have a great voice, and he does the character as the you know he has such a great voice. So I'm wondering Thank how you. you came up with the sound. Uh, I, I should have got a dialogue coach, a dialect coach. That would have <laughs> that would have helped tremendously. No, they just they just explained it to me. I don't think there was even a photograph um, on the callback. I remember meeting with Kenny Ortega, who directed Hocus Pocus, and um, gosh, it's, it's been so long. I mean, I think they just fed me the information, and and I I just sort of went with it. Sort of an old world sort of sound, not quite full on British, you know. It definitely, you know. Family immigrated from from England, maybe Ireland, and uh, right. and just and kind of fell into it. Yeah, yeah, that's no, how most of things just happen. Yeah, and were there any sort of? Do you recall any like changes to the script or rewrites as you're working through it about that or things you got, or was it pretty much as as we see it? That's what was. That's oh no, as as we see, it. like I said, it was like eighty. The movie was eighty five percent done. It was already cut together. Most of the effects were done. Most of Binks was animated already. It was very, and that that's what was tricky because it was animated to Sean's performance. And Sean, um, you know, just has a different rhythm than I do. So I had to adapt mind what I would have naturally done um, to to fit into his mouth flap. You know, there was like maybe a couple lines I can't even remember what they are, uh, but uh, but uh, there was a couple lines that weren't were were Binks's lip animation was not complete that I could kind of make it my own. They could animate around to me, but most of it was, was already done. And was it challenging to go back as a human form? Were you having to watch him on screen and try to match your words like to his mouth? Cause they had already filmed it. Um, yes and no. I mean, like uh, I will say like ADR, which was the process that we used is always came very easily to me. It's, it's like okay. a game in a way. Um, yeah. And it was probably a little bit easier because when Binks was being shown to me, it was mostly um, like wire work, like uh, digital wire work. You know, we've, we've seen that early stages of, of digital. Um, and um, and I can't, I, I need to remember his name, the gentleman who was in charge of, of, of Binks, who was animating him, um, was very like on, like very particular, like, like, like down to the frame and he would, I, I would do a take. I think I nailed it. And he's like, no, you're two frames off. Let's try again. Uh, <laughs> like he was very particular. Um, not, not in like an annoying way. Like I totally got it. Uh, but 
just to show the care that went into um, this character. I think it was the first time they applied CG to animating uh, an animal's face, you know, mixed with right. live action. Yeah. Were there any lines or a particular line that you remember that was like really hard to just record or get? Like, you're just like, I'm not, I just can't get that one right. It's been like this way for years. When uh, he's talking with um, the kids in the, in the graveyard and he's explaining what happened to his sister. And, and, and I think I'm getting the line wrong, but something about it was, it was like this way for years. So you can even hear it in, in, in that this, that was the take. I'm like, it sounds Australian. I went years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we first, we had some, uh, we had some uh, barbecue. We went down, uh, right. down under. Yeah. that's when we saw the witches. We took, took years. Um, I think that's the only one. Cause it, again, I didn't have a dialect coach and we right. were all, I mean, no one corrected me. We were just kind of like trying to feel out just that word. Yes, yes. Like, how do you get that that romance and that that flow yeah. in, into into that word? Uh, but that that's a, that's about it. Everything else yeah. is kind of like I said. It's, it kind of comes easy to me. Now, when the movie was over and it, it premiered and everything, obviously you didn't get to really work with the cast because you were just doing a voice. Yes. yes. So, did you meet any of the cast? Do you keep in touch with anyone? I'm sure because you all have this connection of this great sure. movie, but you didn't actually really get to work with. No, it's else, funny because right? now I get invited to these things with like I'm, like I'm doing a, a virtual meet and a reunion with everybody, and I and I joke that it's like it's like going to a high school reunion, even though you went to the school for like a day. Right. You know, um, but I, but I, it's interesting. I, before I even worked on the movie, uh, I was working on Boy Meets World on the Disney lot next door yeah. to where they were shooting Hocus Pocus. And I knew Omri. I knew Omri from, we did a show together called Erie, Indiana. Right. And I knew Vanessa Shaw um, because we had a mutual friend, uh, Jonathan Brandis, uh, that she did a movie with and he was my best friend. And uh, so I would go over and visit them on the set. And I was trying not to be, you know, in, intrusive, but I, I was there on the set when they were shooting uh, the the witch's house, which was spectacular. I mean, you couldn't believe yeah. it's on a set. Um, the scene where Sarah Sanderson is is like running, you know, with her cloak, like gracefully grows across the, the camera, and she goes towards the house. I was there for that shot, and I was there when Bet as Winifred is on the broom, driving, uh, flying alongside the kids, well, well, Omri and Vanessa, oh. in the in the car, which was yeah. just like a mock-up of a car in right. front of a, a projection screen. I was there for that. Um, just saying hello when I could, they were all working, you know, uh, right. but I, I, I do keep in touch with Vanessa and, uh, and Omri now. And I, I mean, Omri just kind of, he did the right thing. Like he left the business and like became an <laughs> entrepreneur. I mean, we, we all should have done that, you know, for our sanity. Uh, but he's, he lived, he's living his best life, but now he's kind of doing the, the, uh, the appearance thing. And I've been messaging him on Instagram and we're just like, we're, we're anxious to catch up. I mean, it was, uh, I, had a, I had a lot of fun working with him on, on Erie. That's kind of like, cause that was, that was a great time for me. Yeah. And that was, that was his show. He had, you know, he and Justin welcomed me. Like I was there since day one. One of the great things about Hocus Pocus is how it's sort of lived on. And there's so many fans. Do people come up to you and speak to you like Thackeray Banks or what do they shout? Do they say stuff from the movie to you when they recognize you? That's so funny. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody shouts at me like Binks. I get more like people like, oh, I love a goofy movie. Hey, how's yeah. it going, son? And they'll talk like goofy and they'll do their best, right. their their best goofy. It's not, not quite no. there. And you have to nod and be like, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, the, the constant thing I get is, uh, oh, we have a, we just got a black cat named him Binks. 
So um, there's like there's millions of cats in the United States, around the world probably, that have one name. Right. <laughs> one name. Thanks. Inspired by you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of, so Goofy Movie. So Hocus Pocus was 93, I think, and a Goofy Movie came after. Sure. I can't remember. Yeah. You know <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of blur. But Goofy Movie. So did Hocus Pocus, did any of that sort of get you into Goofy Movie? I mean, you were already a big part of the Disney family anyway. So how did you sort of find your way into Goofy Movie and playing Max? You know, again, it was just it's just an audition, uh, you know, not to demystify the business, but yeah. it's a business. And, uh, and you know, I, as much as I worked for Disney, uh, actors were all freelance actors. You know, uh, it, it's, it's case by case. We're not contract players. Um, but I, I was fortunate enough in the 90s that I did work a bunch and I did have some saturation. People were aware of me. Um, uh, and when a Goofy movie came along, it was just a, an audition. They, they, I came in, I read, I did my best. I, I was aware of Goof Troop. I knew that it was uh, the amazing Dana Hill who I, who I revere, who was voicing Max and Goof Troop. And for the movie, I know they just wanted like, I think a natural male sound instead of a woman doing a, right. a male, uh, a boy sound. And I read, I did my best and they liked it. Were there a lot of changes to that movie as it was being made? Um, was it different than kind of what we see or anything you remember that was different about the story or, or scenes? Sure. Uh, the, the, the thing that changed constantly were, um, it's kind of what Bill had to deal with, actually. Uh, Bill Farmer, who's the voice of Goofy, uh, they uh, they had talked about you know getting Steve Martin instead of uh, instead oh, wow. of Bill, you know, having a celebrity do it. Um, one time I came in and Bill was instructed not to do the sort of the round, sort of goofy voice, but he was using his own voice. And Bill has, you know, he's from Kansas, he's got this very natural sort of delivery like that. So they tried it like that, and it was it was kind of bland, you know. But so I, I felt bad for Bill. Bill is a trooper, and 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 uh, and this is, I explain this when everyone exp- you know expresses a desire to get into voice acting. Like it is there's acting, acting is involved, you know. And if Bill wasn't such a great actor, I know that people think, oh, Goofy, Mickey, Donald, you know. I mean, no, you have to be a performer to do those voices and give the producers what they want, you know. Uh, so that was the that was a change. Uh, Jim Cummings, uh, when I, I came into work one day, and it wasn't Jim doing Pete. It was uh, Earl Bowen, who uh, oh. people would know from. Uh, the Terminator movies, the Doctor, the Terminator movies. Um, they were just trying different things. I don't know. I, I don't think anyone like, you know, brought in uh, another actor for me. I hope not. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but that, but that was about that was about it. I can't remember any specific scenes. All the hardcore stuff that I remember doing was is in is in the movie that you see. And you all got to record together. It sounds yeah, like, for the most part, that was which great. is rare. Yeah, it, it is. It is rare, uh, especially today. Um, but I. I I was with Billy every day and I think we recorded like, uh, like a few times a week, a couple times a week for a course of a year almost, but it was always with me and Bill. And then uh, if it was, if I'm doing scenes with PJ, it was me and Rob and, uh, Paulie Shore got to work with Paulie Shore. <laughs> oh, that was been fun. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Cause he was like a big star. Well, he is yeah. a big star, but he, that was like the, the, the height of his stardom at the time. And, uh, and he yeah. was really cool. We, I joke, I, I text him because he'll, People will bring me a um, a goofy movie uh, poster or DVD that they want autographed, and he's already signed it. But he'll sign the entire front, right. and I'll take a picture. I'm like, dude, give, give some room for the rest of us. Right. He's like, sorry, bro. Right? <laughs> Sounds just like him. Now, 
in doing so much voice work, it's hours and hours of recording. What do you do? Like, how do you maintain your voice? How do you keep from losing it, whether you're having to, you know, yell something 20 times or just record over and over for hours? What do you, what do you sort of do to keep your voice healthy? To keep your voice healthy, if there's anything strenuous, they usually save that until the end of the day, like the last hour or so. Um, okay. Happens mostly in video games because video games contain a lot of efforts, a lot of you know getting killed, killing other people, screaming, getting electrocuted. They yeah. save that till like the last bit, and then uh, uh, my voice gets very sensitive, so I'll have to either not schedule work the next day, work or auditions the next day if it's uh, heavy, but. You know, there are tools, you know, I work with um, a lot, a few voiceover directors or, you know, they're singers and they tell you how to, you know, scream from, from your diaphragm instead of the back of your, your throat. And there's, right. there's little, there's small techniques that you can do. And do you have anything that sticks out to you? I know a lot of fans love to make videos, especially goofy movie, love yes. to make reenact scenes, oh, yeah. movies. Yeah. Any one that sticks out to you, they're like, oh my gosh, this one video or social media I saw was just so fun uh well well, the most recently these guys uh in arizona who had done a shot for shot remake of after today yeah uh about 10 years ago they invited me and bill to play ourselves in a shot for shot live action lester's possum park sequence it's hilarious i watched it isn't it fantastic (laughs) uh i I was we were completely upstaged by the the cg i mean like the guy I'm I'm horrible at, at names and uh, he he deserves to be recognized, um, but for your listeners to please look this up on YouTube. I'll link it. I'll link it yeah. in so everyone. Yeah, sees it's it. it's it's outstanding. Like you know, just uh, like movie quality CG and and there's also a cameo from our director Kevin Lima in the beginning, who's the, uh, the Pat Butcham character. Yeah. You know, the, uh, now the possum posse's here, bam, and he hits hits the thing, makes all the animatronics go. That was pretty outstanding. And then on TikTok, like there's like so many people dressed as Powerline doing Powerline yeah. uh, reenactments. You know, it's crazy. You work on something, you work on something, you never think it's it's going to be a hit. You don't know how people are going to react yeah. to it. I've worked on stuff where I'm like, oh, I get, oh this is going to be, oh, this is going to make my career. Nothing happens. And then you work on something like a Goofy movie or Hocus Pocus, which is which was received well when it comes out. But then, you know, a decade later, it's, it's blown up into huge proportions. Yeah. I was going to ask you if while working on a goofy movie, if you had the sense that you're like, Hey, this is going to be like really great. Or you had that feeling. Cause I know when it came out, like I remember seeing it and thinking like, Oh, a movie with goofy. Like, I don't know. It was so different Mm -hmm. from the movies Disney had put out, but then you watch it. And all these years later, you're like, this movie is like a, such a classic. It's so funny. And I'm just curious, like when you worked on it, if you were like, this is going to be like great if you could really sort of see that big picture for it. Yes, I, I, I mean I can't predict the future, but I, I definitely recognize what we were doing was special. Yeah. It was different. Um, Kevin Lima was was took such good care of the story, better than anything. It was different than more than anything I'd ever worked on. And what kind of really solidified how it was to me is when when we saw it all cut together and all the animation was done and. And, uh, and people ask me, what's my favorite scene? And I always, and this is my answer. And it sounds silly, but I always say uh, the scene with Goofy and Pete in the hot tub together. Because yeah. it's it's just two dads talking about their yeah. sons. It's a very grounded conversation. And not something you'd ever expect in an animated movie, much less a movie called a Goofy movie, you know? Right. So, yeah. And the music, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it was, it was we knew we knew it was pretty special. 
Did you get to hear the music before? Like, had you heard songs beforehand or were not privy to that? I don't think I heard the Powerline songs, any of the Tevin Campbell songs. I, 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 I definitely heard the uh, uh, After Today and Nobody Else But You. Uh, I heard those beforehand. Okay. Yeah. You can't see and people won't see, but I'm wearing my Powerline t-shirt. I see it. I recognize that. That, that <laughs> soft hairdo. serve ice cream head. Yeah, of the yes. soft serve hair, your ice cream head. <laughs> All right. So some questions for you. Um, yes. Do you remember or do you have, what's your favorite Disney film? Do you have a favorite Disney film? Yes. Uh, I've, I, I saw Aladdin eight times in the theater. It just nice blew me away. Uh, the, the look of it, the music, you know, I love Robin Williams it just like the colors, everything was like a perfect storm for me. It's perfect. Do you go to the Disney parks? Do you have a favorite like Disneyland, Disney World, any anything like that? Yes. Uh, when I was living in, I don't. I live in Nashville, Tennessee now. When I lived in uh, L.A., I would go to Disneyland all the time, and, and Disney World at least you know once or twice a year. And I'm, uh, I'm actually going to be going next month um, and take my girlfriend for her birthday. My son doesn't know it, but I'm going to take him uh, for Christmas. Uh, yeah, I just I I love it. I love uh, it's got it's gotten to the point where I go so much I I don't even care about the rides. I just like being there. Just, right. They they talk about that Disney magic. Like I just like being and people watching and looking yeah. at the everything that the Imagineers construct. Well, I was going to ask you next. Like, what's your must do if you go? Like, what's a ride you have to do every time? Oh well, in in Disneyland California, it's uh, it's got to be the Indiana Jones. Uh, in the Temple of the Forbidden Eye, yeah, which uh, I love, love, love. I love Indiana Jones, and um, in Walt Disney World, uh, my favorite ride is the Carousel of Progress. <laughs> oh, nice, unexpected answer. <laughs> it's the first ride I ever went on. On the first visit I ever went, when I, my first ever Disney World visit in like 1995, 94, 95, yeah, and, uh, and it just stuck. I love it, and I'm glad it's it's still there. But I but I I love. Um, I, now I go because I'm an adult. Now I go for the food, <laughs> for the food and wine fest. At, oh right, at yes. Epcot. Now, if you um, could go as one of your characters you played for Halloween, <laughs> which would be the character you would want to go as? Well, I've I've gone uh, as Binks. It's just easy. I put on a black suit and tie and some cat ears and paint okay. some whiskers on me. I've done that a couple times. I don't know if I could do Max. Uh, I would want to. Like, see if I can collaborate with a, uh, a really talented costume maker and make like a, like a Disneyland quality mask. Oh, okay. So full out, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max. Maybe it's articulated. That. I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, all right. So if you were going to be one of the witches from Hocus Pocus, which Hocus Pocus witch are you? Oh, I'd be Winifred, of course. Winifred. Just, yes, is the the you know the best uh, the best personality. We have the same sort of personality, I think. If I you know I'm I'm short fused, you know, uh, you know, sort of a the the le- I would be the leader of the group, you know. Yeah. I would be the, I would be the mo to the you know the, the Larry and Curly. That's <laughs> that's what I would be. You know, I'd be oh, the Groucho. Well, I was going to ask. We were talking about you being Winifred. Yes. Did did you did you get to ever interact with Bette Midler at all? Since you didn't really work, did you ever meet her? No, I, I was too intimidated. I saw her a bunch. Right. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, she's so, I mean, she's the divine Miss M, you know, and I, and I, part of me feels like I don't belong in my own industry because I, I hold celebrities on such, you know, right. high pedestals. 
uh, and uh, I don't know, I just got in my mind that, that, you know, she's at work, maybe she doesn't want to be bothered. I don't know what I could have offered the conversation. Uh, so I, I, I would see her, we, we would lock eyes and, uh, but that's, that's about it. I have, I, I've not met her since I've only, uh, I have not met Sarah Jessica Parker, but, uh, she like left a, a note for me on my, on my, she came in to do some ADR and I just missed her. I think she left a note for me or I left a note for her. Yeah. Um, and she responded. And then I, I met Kathy and Jimmy at, at, at some conventions recently. You also were a voice in the gummy bears. Yes. Cartoon, which yeah, first is first ever cartoon. Yeah. Amazing show and amazing theme song. I think one yes. of the best theme songs, <laughs> but who do you think has the better theme song, the gummy bears theme song or power lines eye to eye? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. I, I mean, they're both sort of different sort of feels to it. Uh, I don't know if they could even cat, put them in the same category. Yeah. Uh, I, that's an unfair question, Ryan. I know it's unfair. I can't answer it either. <laughs> Depends on what you want to listen to or in the mood for. But I think I'd lean to Powerline. Just it's very, you know. Yes. Yeah. Feel yeah. good. I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play gummy bears in the club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Maybe a remix. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, so tell us about. I know you have uh, the Mars Variety Show. So yes. tell us about that, and tell us, you know, where we can follow you, find you. But yeah, I want I want everyone to know about the Mars Variety Show because it's really cool. Thank you for asking. Yes, uh, I the Mars Variety Show is a a variety show inspired by uh, the similar shows of the '60s and '70s, and it's designed to to uh, showcase independent musicians and comedians here in Nashville and beyond focused mostly on Nashville because that's where they're easily accessible. I'm the host of it. And uh, it, it was something I, I started when I had moved to Nashville, I had quickly become friends with a lot of local musicians and comedians. And uh, it kind of started out as just a, like a, a luxury for my 40th birthday. I threw myself a variety show and I was the Dean Martin. I was the host. Yeah. And I got the space and I invited musicians and comedians and, and, and artists and it kind of put them all in this space and just made this like, I call it a relentless night of entertainment because it never stopped. Like when something was happening on stage, that's done, lights out stage, lights up at the bar, there's a sketch at the bar, that's done, lights out bar, lights up stage right, there's something going on over there and then lights up in the, in the, in the audience and I'm in the audience working the crowd and people loved it and they kept asking me to keep doing it and it just sort of evolved into me uh, doing one-off shows and uh, I did, I tried to make a pilot for it. And then during COVID is, I felt, you know, I think people would be forgiving if a lot of performances are selfied. So I, yeah. I did it like that, but now things are opening up and, uh, and I'm trying to make it more feel like a real uh, TV show. My, my background's television. So that's, I'm kind of presenting to local musicians who I feel are amazing, who you know, they pour their guts out on a stage here for like six people, but I'm like, no, you guys need to be seen. Like you guys have talent. Um, the least I could do is introduce them to my audience and hope that they, they kind of glom onto that as well. And it's on, uh, it's on YouTube. You can see it on, uh, on YouTube uh, right now. I got a new episode. Uh, I don't know when this, when you're releasing this, uh, this episode of us talking, but, uh, the whole, the whole three seasons, uh, will be on YouTube. Just go to the Mars presents channel there and, please hit the subscribe button. That That's what helps the most. Yeah, subscribe. And I love that you are doing that and using your own sort of celebrity platform to bring in these yeah. local and, and put people in front of other people that, you know, like you said, they play for six people. They deserve to play for 6,000 million yes. people, you know, yes, like yes, yes. it's so great 
that you're doing that. And it's, it's nice and refreshing because not everybody does. So I love that you're kind of using your worldly experience and helping bring other rise, other people up. So thanks, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. I love it. It, It's, it's, you know, it's funny you say that introducing to my, to my audience, because, uh, you know, when I go on, I'll go my, my routine when a new episode premieres is I'll go on TikTok or Instagram live and talk to my fan base who who are following me specifically because of like goofy movie or focus focus or nineties television. And, and, and I'll talk to them about, you know, the Mars variety show or like, look at this musician and they're not really interested. They, they want to hear the voice. They want to do this, do this. So I have to kind of like, all right, I'll do the voice. I'll, I'll answer whatever question you want, but please come over here check this person out. So it's a, it's a little bit of a, a give and take. I, yeah. I have found that a lot of people enjoy it. And the, and the feedback is like, Oh, thanks. I would never have heard of this musician if it wasn't for you. And I'm now following, uh, you know, this artist because of the Mars variety show. So it's, it's, yeah. it, it's fun. And I'm, and I'm happy to give people, you know, to answer trivia questions or, or do the voices. If it, if it helps, uh, you know, these, these talented musos here, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's what. Yeah, no, I love that. That's, that's so wonderful. Now, where can people find you on social media? I am on the uh, the Instagram uh, at Jason Marsden. Uh, I'm on the TikTok. I think it's official Jason Marsden or Jason Marsden official. And uh, I'm on Twitter, but I I I talk I in- interact mostly on Instagram. Like people people can DM me there, and I, I try to get to everyone. Um, asking direct questions is is the best way to get a response right. for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's that's where uh, I like to interact the most. Oh, I love it. Well, yeah, I'm going to ask everyone to follow you, follow the Mars Variety Show, rewatch Hocus Pocus, Goofy Movie, any 90s TV, because you're basically in the whole 90s television Yes. And um, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk about especially Hocus Pocus and Goofy Movie, because two of my favorites. Um, You're a wonderful person. Love what you're doing. And thank you. And I hope you have a happy Halloween as well. And you too, sir. Thanks for listening, everybody. I loved interviewing Mars, talking about Goofy Movie, Hocus Pocus. It was so great to hear what he had to say about working on those films. Also loved the Mars Variety Show. So great. Please check it out on YouTube. Follow Mars on Instagram, all your social media. And don't forget, subscribe to the Mars Variety Show, but subscribe to Disney Inside Out Podcasts for more fun interviews like this. Great review on Apple Podcasts. I love to read the reviews. And we'll see you real soon.